0: Just do an intro. Here's this is Family Electric Ghost, and we have Rick Life on it for, um, I think, like the third time. And uh, this is really cool to talk to her in 2022 to see where she is on her work. And I, we're going to talk about her new EP, Liberty Life.
1: Yeah, thank you for uh, welcoming me for the third time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it's um it's pretty cool. I think we were talking about your EP, and it's got like five songs. It's got real, on my way yes. tears an no answer and we are so maybe you can start like you think you said it came out last month and yeah. uh maybe talk about the process that it, it took to get to this
1: yes uh, sure yeah so uh um the i collaborate with the, the two rappers. The their name is yona and the ngs mm-hmm. and um, they're from okinawa japan and uh, i'm currently in tokyo japan and um i've been a friend with yona uh for maybe more than one year okay. and uh, i got to know him uh by insert, by chance and um then uh the beginning of this year i heard uh, he made a um kind of rapper unit called LNS, uh, mm-hmm. he said the the name of the LNS is coming from, uh, liberty non-solid, oh, and uh, he said uh, he made a unit with his friend NGS, and they were looking for uh, like a new producer or a beat maker, mm-hmm. and then um, so I I just. I just said uh, then. let's work together for the their, uh, their first EP. Uh, through the beer, um, texting each other. So did and, you all do
0: it all online, or did you actually yes. able to meet, or you did it all online?
1: Ah, so uh, for planning, until uh having recording, uh, we just uh we just had to keep communicating with mm-hmm. online and mm-hmm. um, uh, I made uh, five beats for them. And uh, after the, uh, they, they really liked the, what I made so they decided to come to Tokyo oh, cool. uh, to record together. So we booked the, the studio time for two days. Mm-hmm. So, so, so we working for the uh, five song recording in two days.
0: What studio do you use in Tokyo?
1: Uh, it was in Yoyogi,
0: kind of nearby Shinjuku.
1: Yeah. It's really a city area, mm-hmm. but called Noa.
0: Yeah, you know, I used to live in Tokyo. I used to live in Moto um back in 2004 near Roppongi. So I kind of know where Shinjuku I actually This is Fam Electric Ghost, and Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. So for the first time in history on the net, the web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing, stop scrolling, start listening. They have podcasts as well. So explore trending podcasts from over 40 countries. Our podcast, the Family Electric Ghost podcast, is on there too. So download and use Newsly for free now. From www.newsly.me. So that's www.newsly.me. And that's N-E-W-S-L-Y. N-E-W-S-L-Y.me. And so use the promo code GHOST2021 and receive one, a one-month free premium uh, subscription. So like, that's a pretty cool deal. So all you got to do is use GHOST2021 and you get a one-month free premium subscription. Uh, subscription to newsly check it out you'll like it i use i listen to it every day and it's really great thank you Uh, and keep on listening to peg and everything else on anchor fm and spotify podcast thank you hello hello we're back hello
1: oh yeah so i'm making sure
0: that's Mm -hmm. not my side too i I put on uh, i'm actually going off my lte network just because i'm not sure if my wi-fi is causing the trouble so mm-hmm. I switched to uh, like a uh, phone network. So, oh okay. So yeah, like, hopefully, yeah, never, yeah. I just yeah. decided. Well, maybe, no maybe, it's, maybe it's on my side too. So I don't know. Um, yeah. So okay. I was saying, like, I kind of know where Shinjuku is because I, in 2004, I lived in Tokyo in As mm-hmm. which is like in near Roppongi.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's that's really cool. Yeah, Rapongi yeah, is like, a really cool place, Lina. Too. Yeah
0: yeah actually was working like uh downtown uh mm-hmm. and I was in a, in a, I, i'm an it guy so i'm a techie because you know i'm a synth player you know i'm mm, tech, like yeah. tech and i love going to um uh you know like our um going to all the like the, mm-hmm. i used to go to like all the synth stores down there and mm-hmm. look at the yamahas and the rollins and all that stuff but um,
1: oh that's cool <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um yeah, mm-hmm. so so you were able to do this collaboration. You guys like liked each other. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had they found your music and and they got into you because they heard you already because you had been published, or did you you already knew knew um, Yona?
1: Uh like uh, actually, there's a, a mutual friend uh, mm-hmm. between me and Yona, and he introduced me about Yona. Then that's why I got to know. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's like, I think it's really interesting you know, all these online collaborations that people are doing because, you know, what happened with Corona, like a lot of people had to do that.
1: Like, yeah, I've been, yeah.
0: been heavily, you know, podcasting, and I've actually connected to, like, lots of different musicians worldwide.
1: Mm-hmm. And um,
0: so, yeah, is there a plan um, for you guys to, like, try to tour this? Or because of the way things are, you're just going to have it on 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 the net? Or are you going to try to do any shows or anything?
1: Well, actually, they already uh, start having a live performance uh, in their local area, which is Okinawa. Oh, cool. And they try to expand uh, their fame and then uh, they try to be famous in Okinawa first. And then maybe they can expand to the other area of Japan, maybe Tokyo. They can come to Tokyo to do live. But first, they try to do in their local area,
0: would you ever want to perform live with them?
1: yeah, yeah, sure like uh, yeah, if they come to Tokyo, I like to see their performance and the I'm just a producer for them,
0: so, okay. so you yeah, one day I to... like to yeah see <laughs> so you, their you,
1: performance you,
0: yeah, it's was, it was interesting because, as a producer, sometimes we could go up with like like an m p c or like some kind of. MIDI controller and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. kind of DJ, DJ. you know, not that you're mm-hmm. going to sing, but you maybe you could kind of live DJ a set with them, which would be yeah, yeah.
1: cool. Yeah, I you don't know. know how to do DJ, but just I want to see, like, uh, how they perform uh mm-hmm. with my beat. Yeah. yeah.
0: But if you it's use one of tools, my dreams. Yeah, mm-hmm. if you use the tools, like, that you use to create the beat, you mm-hmm. maybe you could do the beat live. You know, ah, That's Oh yeah,
1: true. Yeah, that, yeah, there's it's going to be a good, good idea, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, it's just a cool way to do stuff because, um, you know, some producers will do that. You know, there's a lot of tools out there like Akai the Forces and the Akai MPCs mm-hmm. that that you could have all the clips from mm-hmm. your song like on the pads, mm-hmm. and then when you play live, you can kind of rearrange where they occur. Mm-hmm. Oh, Instead yeah. of using like a CVJ, if you use like an MPC mm-hmm. or like something like an Akai Force, you can have all your clips for your song, and they have like a modes, so you Don't. can have the whole song in a mm-hmm. mode and have eight rows of clips that maybe made up that song. And mm-hmm. you could change the order live, you know, just to mix it up if people wanted to freeform. Oh, you
1: know? that's cool. It's Actually, cool... like, uh, it's not like a beat-making live, but yeah. I have done with uh, performing live uh, through the, with using my beat. Like, yeah. uh, at, uh, at the radio station, one uh, yeah. of... All of musician invited her uh, radio station in Japan okay. and uh, uh, she, uh, she is a uh, and also singer and uh, at the radio, um at the moment i prepared a uh, kind of sample uh, uh, like a simple jazz beat mm-hmm. uh, for the radio program at uh, during the radio, I play the beat and I connect to the MIDI keyboard. Oh, cool. So I play the piano, improvised version. I, I'm and also... Sh- yes, yes, yes. I mean, I already typed the beat before <laughs> the radio start. But okay. the, at the moment of the, the during the radio, I connect live. to the MIDI keyboard and uh, yeah play the piano. Uh, the moment... And also she play the... A violin
0: oh that's nice yeah did you yeah, ever yeah. did you record that do, do you have a recording of that
1: actually it was a live uh like live cast so uh we didn't record but i still have a video oh you yeah, have the video yeah, um,
0: yeah yeah yeah. it depends if the audio is you know you could maybe kind of try to remaster it from the from the video if if it was yeah. good if, if, if it depends the quality of came out Cause if it's not mm-hmm. good enough then i can't capture it and redo it but um mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really cool technique. And I used to, um, when I first started playing, I used to, one of my techniques was to use sequencers mm-hmm. with like like real live synthesizers, like Juno, you know, and mm-hmm. Vogues. But there's, mm-hmm. there's another technique where you can actually use like a, like a Zoom or a Tascam, mm-hmm. and you could actually record your whole song, right, and have them on tracks. Mm-hmm. And, and Nine mm-hmm. Inch Nails, one of their techniques, one of their techs, one of the members of the band actually has a Tascam multi-track mm-hmm. for all the nine inch nail songs right mm-hmm. then he runs it through multiple effect pedals it's the original mm-hmm. master and then he uh-huh. mutes and unmutes tracks mm-hmm. right so oh, when they go to play player. live yeah mm-hmm. he um, mutes from the actual task cam the mm-hmm. original master but then runs it through effects processors that can actually change it live so he has uh-huh. this like big board of effects so he actually can change what it sounds like so we had the original but you can either go with the original or you know kind of de- kind of destroy it or change it
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh. you know
0: live live on demand and you yeah out that
1: would do. be fun yeah
0: yeah it's kind of a cool way of taking something that is is the is the original song mm-hmm. but you heavily can modify it live
1: mm, that's that's gonna be fun yeah
0: like yeah, original
1: or more yeah. original
0: <laughs> yeah yeah then you can then change it I like having a sequence, where you're actually using the real thing but just running it through like effect pedals or effect processors you know which can mm-hmm. really uh, depend on what type of effect you can actually you know put like a big lfo delay in, and then i can stretch it out or mm. you know you use a delay or you use a scatter and it scatters it out or it's mm-hmm. like phasers and stuff that you can bring in there's lots of cool stuff that you could do you know if, if you think about the sound design of it um mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, I'm a very experimental artist, I'm always looking at mm-hmm. things that you can... <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but, I can try, yeah. Yeah, I like to try, yeah.
0: But see that you've got this EP, um, mm-hmm. and I know you wanted to focus on that, but you also talked about, like, it's not only um, Life, but you had um, o- Odo B.
1: Yeah, I think it's Odobe.
0: Oh, Okay. I don't okay. know,
1: it's from the uh, African language.
0: okay
1: yeah, so about all the back, I collaborate with the um independent artist from ghana uh, Ghana hey, Africa yeah and um, uh actually he just got signed with the uh, universal Music Group and okay. um, so when he released uh, uh his new album. Uh, via the the major label, uh, he reached me out the he 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 was looking for the producer uh to uh to release the his new album mm-hmm. so uh and he asked me to make a such an beat, mm-hmm. and actually i i sometimes listen to afrobeat hip hop but I never made it before. Oh, you never until did? Until he asked me. So, it was my biggest challenge. <laughs> was that
0: hard? Because, I mean, you're, you're into it, but did you You have to kind of learn how to play it?
1: Yeah. Yes. And then the, the most difficult thing was, like, I also make a uh, reggaeton beat.
0: Okay.
1: Like reggaeton. a Latin, yeah, Latin pop style. Yeah,
0: that's cool. Yeah, I like that.
1: And then, uh, for me the afro beat and the reggaeton beat is kind of similar so yeah, yeah. i was struggle with how to distinguish yeah, the difference kinda, between yeah two of them it's two kinda of genre.
0: yeah it's kind of subtle you have to yeah kind of probably really focus on it and then, <laughs> yeah. and then kind of find out where the subtlety is it's kind of like yeah when doing, like different types of jazz like mm-hmm. you know like beat you know, mm-hmm. cool jazz, and that somebody could think they're doing bebop and they're actually not doing it right, you know? Mm, yes, yes. <laughs> because, like, you think they got it because they listen to one bebop record, but they need to probably listen to like 10.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And they yeah, yeah. To
0: kind of get the feel of, like, okay, this is really what it is. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, the, it's kind of like that.
0: Yeah. It's just, I find mm-hmm. it like when you're trying to learn a genre, because I've been yeah. getting re- really back into new wave. And so I was Mm -hmm. going back and listening to like the Pesh Mode and like Joy Division and uh, The Cure. Mm -hmm. And I actually really liked Joy Division. And Joy Division is kind of pre-New Wave. It's not Mm -hmm. exactly New Wave. It's it's kind of, because it's not more guitar than synth. If you listen to Joy Division, there's not as much synth in it, but it's very Mm -hmm. sparse. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of like, you know, it's kind of like really not highly produced but it mm-hmm. kind of got the, like a punk feel. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like post-punk with mm-hmm. some keyboards in it, and it's not mm-hmm. as heavy, it's not as like synth heavy as you get to like the Cure or New mm-hmm. Order, then there's a lot more sense going on. Um, mm-hmm. And I decided, look, I kind of like the Joy Division feel because it's like not as much keyboard mm-hmm. and there's a little bit more guitar. Mm-hmm. And I like, I like that. So I kind of work on this new album called Trash Wave, which mm-hmm. is a combination of new wave and punk.
1: Wow, that's kind interesting. Of, <laughs>
0: yeah, it's kind of comp- inspired by like Joy Division and like the Clash. Take a combination of like a punk band,
1: mm-hmm. like the
0: early Clash when they're really heavy punk, and um, and then mixing it with like something like Joy Division. Um,
1: oh, I see. Yeah, I'm going to you your new album.
0: Yeah, I've got a brand yes. new album coming out pretty soon, like on the 20s. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, I got something called Peg Forever. Um, oh, I'm excited. There. Yeah, I'm, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's like, say, an hour and a half long. I'm kind of crazy. I mean, I, my, my songs are too long. My albums oh, are too Isaiah. long. Yeah, I did, <laughs> I, I'm kind of from the old era, like Yes and Genesis and, you know, the old electronic music, the albums go on forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, but that's, that, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm, I'm a child of the 70s. I'm 54, so they, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff I was into was, um, you know, based on, like, you know, Peter Gabriel version of Genesis and they would have songs that go, like, 15 minutes.
1: You know, oh wow! You
0: know, you're like yes. You mean yes. I could have a whole album where one side is one song, like a 22 minute song. You're like,
1: whoa!
0: Yeah, it's just the it's,
1: it's so, like a classical music.
0: Yeah, it is. The original progressive synthesis music is very long. You know, this, some of the songs the, the minimums are like seven eight minutes. I mean, they're very long. Um, wow! <laughs> and they have a lot of they have a lot of changes. They're like they are mm. like classical. They have like movements where they'll change Whoa. key, they'll mm-hmm. change um, rhythm, mm-hmm. they'll change the timing, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there are, like, Whoa. multiple songs strung together in, like, a suite. So they have actually they've been, built, been built from, like, four separate songs that are brought together with a theme. It's, it it tend, tends to be the structure of old progressive music. It's, like, multiple songs. Mm-hmm. And you kind of hear, like, you know, um, Paul McCartney on, like, Abbey Road is kind of oh, considered yeah. to be one of the first progressive because Abbey Road has these little a bunch of mm-hmm. songs. They're kind of tied together as separate songs, but it's one song. That's mm-hmm. kind of a pro- progressive rock technique that, mm-hmm. you know, McCartney was really into that. He, mm-hmm. he, he do it in Wings, too. Like, if you hear a lot of Wings songs, they're like that. The same, same kind of structure, but um, mm-hmm. I kind of deviate. But, um, so, yeah, so you, you, since the last time we've met, you've been working on collabs a lot.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
0: So how many collabs, maybe since the last time we talked, have you been doing? You've been doing a lot of work, I mean, I'm seeing.
1: Yeah, actually, um, I still cannot uh, reveal the new information. I have so many new information that I cannot reveal can, yet. All but of it? So yeah, far, like, a, um, I can say two more new collaborations are coming. But yeah. I cannot say when.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, but it's cool that you're working, that you're actually getting connected, yeah. you know, that mm-hmm. people are finding that your, your work is interesting and mm-hmm. they want to work with you because you've got some uh, really cool ideas. And I really, I really like your aesthetic. I like the, 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 your style. I like the way you put your songs together. Thank and, you. And the fact that you're willing to go into something mm-hmm. uh, like, 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 uh, like the last song you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, that that I think that as a producer, you know, I, I, I call my music expansive sound because I didn't want to get pinned because mm-hmm. the people brought me to a club and said, oh, are you EDM? Are you trance? Are you trap boy? I said, no, I'm expansive. I said, What's that? I said, well, it means everything. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get pinned down because I don't want to get mm-hmm. thrown on a trance stage when I'm not doing trance, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like my stuff, some, I have some songs that are trance, but mm-hmm. I have a lot of songs that are like more punk,
1: so you mm-hmm. put me on a trance
0: wave, a trance stage, and like, and then I start doing a punk song. People are like, "I don't like that."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you
0: know. So it, it, it's kind of like when you, it, it's cool to be kind of all over the map, but you know, when you get marketing, people mm-hmm. want to throw you in a lane. Do you find yeah. that that you? Uh, do you like to have like your music considered to be one genre, or do you like to be like if you if someone can ask you what genre you are? What would I can
1: say I, I made multiple genres, but yeah. recently I focus on uh, of course hip hop, but uh, you know hip hop uh, has many genres, so I focus on uh, old school yeah. like a boom bap. And yep. also I can say R&B-style hip-hop, yeah, since I make hilarious. a jazz, so jazz and R&B-style uh, match together and works well. And uh, also I'm working on some pop music too. Cool.
0: Yeah, so you're trying yeah, to, go to the pop. Yeah. Pop is like where you really break through, you know, because that's that's got like the biggest audience, because it crosses like multiple lanes. Um. Mm-hmm. It just seems like today, like, pop music does take in stuff from hip-hop. It takes in dance. It takes in rock. So when you get, like, a top-ten hit, it has a little bit of rock, a little bit of hip-hop, a little bit of R&B. Like, uh, kind of like you said, it seems like a little bit of a hybrid. Like, when you look at some of the producers that are hitting, like, number-one mm-hmm. songs, it's, mm-hmm. like, a, a little bit of a collision of certain things. Mm, right.
1: yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Recently, now, yeah, these are not much boundaries between pop music and the R&B and the hip-hop, rock. Like, a pop music uh becoming, like, a more, more really, hip-hop. yeah, more hip-hop, like, close to hip-hop.
0: Yeah, because yeah. they'll have people actually rap it. You know, you'll mm. have a song, and then suddenly somebody comes in it as a feature, and they actually do a rap.
1: Yeah, mm, yeah. And yeah. it's like,
0: it's, so that's not exactly pop, because you're actually having a rap involved, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's got a lot of hip hop influenced stuff, which is really cool for me because mm-hmm. I think um, you know hip hop. One thing I like about hip hop, is, like you know, because I was talking about like these album ideas, right? Within mm-hmm. the hip hop genre, you get people like, um, like uh, Tyler the Creator, Earl Sweatshirt, you know Kendrick mm-hmm. Lamarck. They can get people to buy a whole album because mm-hmm. that they, they, they have themes, right? So yes. it's not just like one song. If you mm-hmm. listen to a Tyler the Creator album, like Igor. Mm-hmm or some, any of the albums he does, is like, it ends up being, like, you want to hear every song, because it don't. Yeah. it's kind of a concept, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. Kend- Kendrick Lamar, he makes albums that you consider nice, I'm not just going to hear one song, we're going to sit down and listen to the whole thing, mm-hmm. and rock music kind of went away from that, because there's not as many people willing to do that, and even mm-hmm. pop music, not, pe- you know, people will listen to one song, but they might not buy the whole album
1: yeah yeah, yeah.
0: unless you're like mariah carey or something but um you know you just it just people will say oh you can't do an album but then you see like in hip-hop people are able to do albums yeah yeah, yeah. so it's really to me as well it it depends on if you write an album that's interesting enough that people would buy it if it's interesting you know Mm -hmm. if you could could do something like you know queen bohemian rhapsody Mm-hmm. everybody loves that song even now like so right rock music went back into stuff like that people might mm-hmm. be willing to listen to a seven minute song
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: you know because I mean, if you think about like hotel california bohemian rhapsody mm-hmm. they're very long songs and and people would tell you you can't do that and at mm-hmm. the time those songs came out they told them they couldn't mm-hmm. do it but mm-hmm. the audience liked it
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so when they, somebody tells you you can't do a song that's more than two minutes, it's like, well, it depends on if it's interesting.
1: <laughs> mm, yeah, I, I feel like uh, the, the old famous song, even uh, they have like uh, more than five minutes, but people yeah. still like it. And then yeah. uh, I, I realize that these days, um, the music uh, lengths, the lengths of the music getting short.
0: Yeah, very short. So, and I understand. Yeah, I've, I've, I've kind of rail against that just because I'm a, I'm I'm from the era where I like the longer songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I I you know my minimum songs are maybe four minutes, and that's still oh. kind of too long. For some mm-hmm. people, they want they want only cut it down. Like I'll go to somebody distributor and they were like, okay, we, we like it, but we're going to drop it down to two point five. We you're mm-hmm. losing part of my concept mm-hmm. but, because part of what the way I write is like, I like to have time shifts where part mm-hmm. of the song might slow down and come back. Mm-hmm. It kind of like jazz. You know, jazz does that. Yes, and it, and yes. when you have this modern tech kind of world where nobody wants to, to let a song do that, they mm-hmm. one beat and then not mm-hmm. allow it to shift to other beats. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? I mean, do you, because do you, if you're coming from like a jazz or mm-hmm. hip hop, you know, sometimes it's a steady beat, but do you like to play with like things that are kind of, um, you know, uh, multiple beat styles within the same song or different different, like uh, you know, timings.
1: Well, I I'm, I'm kind of interested in trying to have like a different beat in a one song, but uh, I still need to explore how I can develop the uh beat in a one song. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I want to try. Yeah,
0: yeah, just like I think like if you're in a like a club and you're doing, like, the DJ type of thing, you Mm -hmm. have some ability to do that in a club. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're in a club, you could have, like, a 15-minute song that's, like, designed Mm -hmm. for people to dance, and you could go through different, you know, you drop it and then go slow and then come back Mm -hmm. and speed up. So you could, Mm -hmm. in a live setting, do Mm -hmm. that. It's just, like, the problem is it's not, you know, they used to allow that to happen when you released a song. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then now you can't, you know, the, mm-hmm. when you read the song, you only know, keep it in the two-minute, you mm-hmm. know, structure. Yeah, um, true. And so that that doesn't give you enough. You know, if you're mm-hmm. thinking about it, if you do song two minutes, how time to do the the key change, or the mm-hmm. or the rhythm change. There's yeah. not enough time to to let it like develop. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like classical music. You think about it in terms of the movements. You know, like old school, yeah. you know, old school music from the '70s and mm-hmm. '60s. It's very mm. common to see that, to hear that.
1: Mm, yeah, true. Especially like a key change. Yeah.
0: And yeah then just I the, feel like, yeah. yeah. Or even like having an intro, right? Mm-hmm. And Then having the chorus and the melody and then having like a, like a, like a, a fill mm-hmm. and then going and then at the end of the song having an outro. Then a lot of songs today, they don't allow you to have the intro. Mm, or for the, the fill or the outro, they don't allow you to have that as a structure.
1: Uh, yeah, it makes me sometimes uh, limit my expression. I I know, like, um, I want to make my music get viral, so I'm kind of focus on uh, how to on make music. Yeah. yeah, on the beat and also with considering trend. So. Mm-hmm. I also think about uh, how people want to uh, share my music on the social media. So that's why I, yeah, recently I don't have much intro and the outro, and I try to make music uh, less than three minutes, but it makes me <laughs> really it make me limit. Yeah, it is, it is, so. yeah it's a
0: lot of limitations in,
1: in, yes
0: in sometimes get, i want to yeah. ignore <laughs> yeah. yeah well to go viral you do have to kind of be you know in this kind of real tiktok world right And so yes. in, the, in the real tiktok world where somebody's mm-hmm. doing you know you got you got to get the hook in in 30 seconds
1: right? yes and so yes. that
0: doesn't give you a lot of time back in the day when people listen to vinyl yeah. And, and eight track you know they listen mm-hmm. to the whole side eight mm-hmm. so they you're not talking about like 30 seconds they're willing to listen to like 30 minutes or mm-hmm. 22 or 20 minutes and so the attention span today mm-hmm. is that you gotta first 15 seconds um yeah. so you know so that doesn't give you a lot of time to be experimental other yes. than that maybe that initial beat is experimental mm-hmm. but it's repetitive um yes and so you mm-hmm. know, as, as a musician, eventually as a producer, you're like, okay, if I can build enough of a fan base, then I'm going to do something more experimental because I kind of don't want to be stuck in that lane.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. Um.
0: But, you know, I, I've never tried to be in on the, on the trends. I'm more mm-hmm. of an experimental artist than I do because I do the podcast. I get a little room to mm-hmm. um, have a, like a multiple career type of thing. Cause I'm a podcaster. I mm-hmm. can go and do experimental music, but it might not necessarily be that as popular as it could be, mm-hmm. because my podcast will kind of su- supplement my mm-hmm. experimentation
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, it's just, it's cool so I see that you actually you know, in your latest photo that we're going to use for the the podcast, you've got that cool MIDI keyboard. Oh, uh, so, yeah yeah, so I mean you, 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 do you prefer to um to write with that or, or write on the computer?
1: Uh, right, with mid-keyboard, of course.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you like to you know, actually put the chords down and actually play out the melody rather than mm-hmm. do it on the grid?
1: Yes, because uh, I learned how to make a music uh, with piano uh, mm-hmm. when I took music theory class at the college. Okay. So rather than on the computer, um, it's way easier for me to use the keyboard to figure out... Uh, the, yeah. what kind of chord progression uh, sounds really smooth and better.
0: Yeah, I like to use, um, I mean, I have all my Rollins and my Mode keyboards and stuff, and I, I really like the feel of the keyboard.
1: Um, yeah.
0: Even when I drum, I have, like, my Roland set up, that it turns into a drum set. Mm-hmm. And I'll finger drum the patterns on my keyboard. Oh, now, late, cool. mm-hmm. I've gotten into using my Akai Force with, like, the 64 tabs. Mm-hmm. to do that finger drumming because mm-hmm. the one thing i found is like on on the pad on a matrix format when you're doing something on a pad mm-hmm. the one thing as an experimental musician that's kind of cool is like you know a, a, a piano has got that structure but if you mm-hmm. if you go and put your piano through like a 64 pad structure mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. do stuff that you can't do on the piano
1: oh you, you
0: could go into into uh, um, actual phrases that you've couldn't physically do you'd have to kind mm-hmm. of overlay them but when you have mm-hmm. that 64 key matrix you mm-hmm. can cross into lanes that you would never be able to do physically on a piano
1: oh oh and, yeah mm-hmm.
0: and so pose something that would not actually be physically capable possible on mm-hmm. a piano but you could do it in real time on that pad
1: and oh. so there's some
0: some arrangements I'll do that way just because I can do mm-hmm. stuff that I couldn't do on the piano
1: Oh, that's that's really cool. I should I should try one. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> um, a cool uh, way
0: to think about it. You, you
1: can yeah, because my MIDI keyboard also had not sixty four pads, but only eight pads. But mm-hmm. I still can yeah try the the way you try, the you do yeah, yeah, yeah the I pad the that.
0: pad this, the the matrix pad um, structure is a kind of like you know it's really cool when mm-hmm. you think about electronic music because um, a lot of uh, original electronic synthesizers didn't have keyboards. They they had just like sequencers mm-hmm. and then people would experiment with the sequencer and drive mm-hmm. it with like an LFO or drive it with a random voltage generator. And mm-hmm. so you get all these weird rhythms that weren't necessarily composed in a traditional mm-hmm. way. They were coming off of like an envelope generator or being driven by an oscillator or driven by an LFO. And so mm-hmm. you have totally different perspective. Uh of like this strange I call it like strange modulation (laughs) (laughs) you can have a modulation source Uh triggering your rhythm right and it can be random and Uh every day you look at it you can get this random beat that like you're never going to get a copyright violation because like the synth is giving you this randomness Uh that is highly unlikely anybody else came up with it um Mm-hmm. So it gives you a way to create very unique beats and I've actually run like LFOs to drive a, a analog drum machine. Like I use mm-hmm. a low frequency oscillator to drive an analog drum machine. Mm-hmm. And then oh, if I mm-hmm. if I set it to like a sine wave and mm-hmm. I set the random voltage generator, it will create a beat mm-hmm. that is very random. It's almost like a person was playing it but the machine is creating this very random randomized beat. Ooh. And it's a really cool way to kind of come up with something if you don't want to be stuck within,
1: mm-hmm. like,
0: having a quantized beat. If mm-hmm. you want to go more organic and use, like, an analog synthesized driven beat through, like, subtractive synthesis. Yeah, and, sounds and you, like
1: that would make, yeah, interesting, uh, unique beat.
0: Yeah, it's a different way to mm-hmm. do it. You know, it, it's not what people are typically doing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of stuff like, like Pete Townsend did with like Barbara O'Reilly or Who mm-hmm. Are You. He mm-hmm. actually used an a envelope follower on the ARP 2600 to drive his guitar
1: through a synthesizer
0: yeah. to create that beat that you hear on Who yeah. Are You.
1: That, oh, that's really cool. I should it, check the, the song.
0: Yeah, it's just a very kind of it kind of blips and bops It's kind of a weird modulation beat that mm-hmm. actually is a guitar going through a synthesizer. Like
1: the synthesizer
0: becomes the effect pedal. He used like a random voltage generator and an envelope mm-hmm. follower to take mm-hmm. his guitar and run it through an ARP 2600. And then that mm-hmm. actually creates this very randomized beat. Uh-huh. And uh, he's famous for making these weird synth beats that are on a lot of Who songs, like Who Are You and mm-hmm. Won't Get Fooled Again, and then um, Barbara O'Reilly. And so, mm-hmm. as a synthesizer player, I've always looked at him because he was a guitar player that got into synths. Uh-huh. and then approached it different than a piano player because uh-huh. he's approaching a synthesizer from the perspective of a guitar player. Uh-huh. Kind of uh-huh. like when Andy Van Halen did Jump. And like, uh-huh. He's a guitar player, but he created this synth um, pattern on Jump uh-huh. that is iconic. And it, was like, it, was a, it may be a synthesizer player wouldn't have come up with that. To, you know, uh-huh. it, 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 There are examples where you're coming from a different instrument and you approach another instrument and you come at it with a different perspective.
1: <laughs> yeah well that's that's so, sounds like a lot of process but it will be fun yeah it's
0: just cool ya- yeah to think about more it like, yeah yeah it just gives you different ways to come at your music you know you yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Cause you, you're already talking about jazz and in and, 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 and r&b mm-hmm. and so there's other types of things you can get like the deep experimental processes like yes. you know like found yes. sounds or mm-hmm. you know getting into like um uh, different types of synthesis that are, large, are 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 more experimental, like wave folding, and in, in mm-hmm. all kinds of different ways they coming at the sound. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know, I think I think it's, everything's cool today. Cause I think like you could do a nineteen twenty song,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. A 1920s yeah, yeah. beat. You could, yeah, pull, more you more can, variation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you
0: can just, like you can just do whatever you feel like, and if you can get it to work, yeah, yeah. you know, and it's under three minutes. Mm-hmm. he can he can stay right away with it
1: <laughs> yeah i should try once <laughs>
0: yeah it's like a flapper beat like a 20s flapper beat you know like yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of cool because I, you know, I said some french bands were are doing that they're kind of really into the 1920s and I'm, my daughter was showing me these french bands that are electronic but they have these 1920s like beats Whoa. and i was Whoa. like wow that's very that's very interesting because it's like mm-hmm. it's like they came at it with a modern tech, but the beat is coming from, like, the 1920s. Oh. You
1: know,
0: it's a different sound, you know, a different rhythm, rhythm pattern than what you hear today. Mm-hmm. And yeah,
1: like, be...
0: it's kind of cool what you can do with it. But um, mm-hmm. it would be interesting to hear, like, uh, like a, a, a different cultural perspective on that. Like, you take that rhythm, and then you have Japanese, like, language on it, and we're like, whoa, mm-hmm. what would that sound like? You know, would that be cool?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I think it's just fun, being to, even though there's all these difficulties, do you still mm-hmm. find it difficult because of Corona to, to actually function or have you found a good way to actually work?
1: Well, actually, like uh, when I started uh, making beats and um, uh provide my uh, beats to other artists, uh, I already started with everything by online. So... Actually, the co- corona uh, condition doesn't affect my uh, music activity. But just, uh, well, uh, the, in Japan, the, the corona situation a little bit gets worse. Mm-hmm. But people don't, don't care about it anymore. So for me, it's getting back to normal.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I can say like a corona doesn't
0: bother me. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah, well, I think a well, I, I mean, I'm kind of. We have a lot of vaccines, and I'm boosted, mm-hmm. and so yeah. like you can get Corona. People are getting it, but they're not dying. So, mm-hmm. so and they're not getting hospitalized as much as they used to. So it's now it's kind yes. of started getting to be like the flu. Yes,
1: uh, yes. You know,
0: so then it's something that you can survive, and it's not as bad. And so, mm-hmm. these people are getting more like willing to to go back to somewhat normal. Mm-hmm. but now we've got a problem with the monkeypox. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: monkeypox just came into Japan, so I'm kind of a little bit worried
0: about, but... Yeah, that one's a little trickier, because that yeah. one actually, you might you have to wear gloves and a mask again. Uh, ah, And, and it's, it's kind of a pain. Um, oh, nice. But, um, you know, and as a musician, it's like, oh, it's hard to play my keyboard with gloves. <laughs>
1: mm, <laughs> I can't yeah. play my keyboard with gloves. <laughs> no,
0: but no. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. Have, like I tried to play one time. I bought like electronic gloves, Whoa. right? That had like LEDs, <laughs> and I wanted to kind of look cool. But then it's like, it like it it wouldn't work. So I had to actually cut out the tips.
1: Oh no! <laughs> so that
0: I could actually pay, play like mm-hmm. the keyboard. And so I got it to work because I figured out how to you know at least have my fingers come out with the tips. Because you couldn't really, you know, play the keyboard without your fingers actually being able to touch with the keyboard, yes. right? Yes, yeah, true. true. <laughs> I was trying to, it's like, well, my stage presence can't be mm-hmm. something that deters from the quality of the sound.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's all kinds of mm-hmm. things. I used to play in New York a lot. I haven't been mm-hmm. able to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. I've just been doing everything online. But mm-hmm. I'm a more of an online producer myself. Like, I'm a bedroom producer. I got all this stuff, in my, all this equipment. Mm-hmm. And I've been able nice to kind it. of just, just be able to produce. Because mm-hmm. they, if you, I think if you're a producer, you're in a good position. I think the biggest problem I've seen when I've talked to people are, like, rock bands. Uh Like, yeah. like a traditional band with a drummer, mm-hmm. or bass player, a guitar player, mm-hmm. they've had a real hard time. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times when they record, they all have to be together.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Especially the drummer. Drummers have yeah. a hard time oh, trying, yeah. trying to mm-hmm. trying to do the drum tracks
1: yeah, from, the, from their
0: house, right? Yeah. You have to actually send them the tape of everything mm-hmm. else, and then they've got to try to sync to the tape.
1: Yeah. You know, and then
0: even, then a lot of times they'll say, well, I can't do it. I, I need the band to actually play it live
1: mm-hmm. for, for
0: me to actually do it right. Um, yeah. And, you know, so that, that's been, like, a big problem for me for bands that are kind of in a live act type of structure Mm -hmm. but if you're a singer songwriter or a producer Mm
1: -hmm. i
0: think a lot of times we've been able to kind of get through it
1: yes yeah same
0: so you've got a lot of stuff in the pipelines are you do you have things planned out all the way to the end of this year going into next year or just this year
1: uh can you repeat again
0: do you have enough do you have a lot of projects that are actually going into twenty twenty three? Uh
1: just uh so for just uh until the end of this year.
0: End of this year. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Cause I know there's some artists like if they have like big plans and they actually have things that like they're actually are targeting for like next year already. They they've mm-hmm. already started are you are you doing that or you just gotta plan to you just to Yeah, I'm year.
1: just planning what what I'm gonna do for the next year.
0: Are you ever, well, I mean, festivals are a big thing for music, musicians to make money, and I know you're a producer. Have mm-hmm. you ever thought of trying to see if you could get into like a festival as, as a producer, like um, doing a performance like you did on the radio?
1: Uh, no, I, I, I never considered about that.
0: Yeah, it's just another way to get an audience, You know, mm-hmm. is if people see you in one of these big festival situations. Mm-hmm. You know, like like they have in Los Angeles, they those big um, EDM festivals, and you mm-hmm. know, and they mm-hmm. have, uh, you know, Tyler the Creator has his big camp lot thing, mm-hmm. uh, where he has like a lot of different artists, not just hip hop. Mm-hmm. He has like you know EDM and producers yeah, and trance and all kind. It, it just you know that seems to be a way to actually get connect to a really big audience, and you actually get a pretty good payday. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> from, from 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 performances like that, because you have these big crowds. Some of these some of these festivals are like three hundred thousand people, Whoa. and and then the ticket prices get you know people get a piece of that.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: like you could be a small act and you can make you know five grand, ten grand, fifteen grand from one you know U.S. dollar
1: one Whoa. performance at
0: one of these big festivals. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. with. not you know it's not big money compared to the big acts you know they're making hundreds Mm -hmm. of thousands of dollars but if you're a small Mm -hmm. act and you make five grand from one performance that's pretty good yeah
1: yeah yeah. i i I should i I should research about the gigs the big gigs and then for that i need to build my music more i guess
0: well i think your music is really cool i think it's probably trying to figure out how you how you do it (laughs) yeah how to promote yeah Yeah, how to actually perform it Like, like, Uh, yeah. Either using your MIDI keyboard or some kind of matrix, you know, like some kind mm-hmm. of pad control mechanism. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's a lot of different companies that make the MIDI controllers mm-hmm. They aren't just a keyboard, but like the more pad based ones. And then you have mm-hmm. like, you know, like Novation and Akai, they all make these uh, controllers mm-hmm. that, that allow you to perform like a DJ, but it's not a CDJ. It's, it's mm-hmm. more like you have way more control over your sound. Because mm-hmm. you can actually have the whole project, and then, like mm-hmm. I said, you can like, have rows of of clips, mm-hmm. and then you can change the order
1: mm-hmm. in which
0: they go. You can change the BPM. You could you have total control over it. And all of them have touch screens where mm-hmm. you can go in and actually change effects live. You know, mm-hmm. you can change like what filters you're using live, mm-hmm. um, and then when you go to play, you have a lot more choices than just like a CDJ has a lot of capability. But mm. these things have more control over the sound, mm. and, and you know they actually to the point where you actually could play. Mm. You can mute a track and then play a track mm. with your fingers, you know, mm. on the pads. Mm. You could actually play a rhythm, mm-hmm. or you could play a melody. Um, so you could introduce some some like live improvisation in mm. the same way you do on a MIDI keyboard.
1: Mm. I see. I should practice (laughs) more. Yeah,
0: then you can actually do performances, and you don't even have to sing. You could be kind of like an EDM Mm -hmm. DJ. You could have a lot of sampled vocals and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you could actually have all your vocals like sampled, right? Mm -hmm. And then you could just kick them off as clips. Mm -hmm. You can change where they are. So Mm -hmm. then you don't have to have the the, the kind of worry about the stage fright of like singing. You could actually have your vocals (laughs) already there. You know, and mm-hmm. you can still do a performance and people are still hearing you. You're just not doing it live. You're just kicking them oh. off in different positions, you know, in the song.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that would be a good idea.
0: Well, I just love to see mm-hmm. you out there because your work is so good. It's like, be cool to see, see,
1: mm-hmm. see, see yeah, you do will try, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I, I just thank you for being on the show, you know, because I think yeah. it's, it's really awesome. We're going to put this together so come that we got this point. It looks like, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like some kind of issue with the connectivity, Um, but we got it. So let everybody know this is going to be on Spotify audio podcast. Once we get it together, it will also be on 11 other platforms, including iTunes. And we will actually have a YouTube version will be kind of like a lyric video. It will go out. So it actually is on YouTube, too. We'll get you that as soon as it's out there. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the time today. Yeah, I like I talking to you. I think you're great. I think everybody go out and check out Rick Life and, uh, you know, go on all the platforms. Um, Spotify, you're on there. You're on pretty much on- all the streaming platforms, right? you, like, Yeah, yes. iTunes, iTunes and everything.
1: Yeah. YouTube, uh, yeah. Apple Music. And also, please follow my Twitter and Instagram.
0: <laughs> do you have a YouTube channel?
1: Yes, I do.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So people always... can
1: see the YouTube channel from my bio link uh, on the Instagram.
0: Yeah, yep. I always encourage people to always subscribe to every artist YouTube channel. You know, um, make sure you favorite the playlist, the songs, because that's how we get paid. So go mm-hmm. and put them on play. Tell mm-hmm. tell your friends. Uh, you make sure you you subscribe everywhere you can, like everywhere you can, download everywhere mm-hmm. you can. Uh, Because that's how we actually, you know, get credit for what we're doing. Um, So -hmm. thank you very much. And check out Rick Life everywhere. And remember to subscribe to our YouTube. And we'll talk to you again next time you have some really cool news.
1: Yes, sure. Thank you.
0: Okay, bye.
1: Yeah, bye.